couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Doris? Suppose I knew someone who was getting beat up all the time by his dad. Would this person be going to this school? Oh no, I was just asking in case I ever ran into someone like this. Joey, is everything okay at home? Oh yeah, sure. Really? More or less. I mean, parents, right? Bye. Welcome back. I'm trying not to take a somber tone here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing already. <laughs> That's the worst episode to be laughing at. <laughs> it, uh, it's one of the worst ones. When we get to the Claude one, I... Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Narvas and Broomheads, episode four, season one of Degrassi Junior High. The cover-up, which is... I don't know if there's an actual, like, if I'm going to use that, is there really anyone covering for anyone? I don't think so. <laughs> Joey just doesn't really know what to do. I guess you're right. Like, there, you, you know, when you, when you, in fact, when I, when I saw the title initially and the, the image on YouTube of the show is one of the twins getting her school photo taken. So it says yeah. the cover up with this twin with her big smile on her face. And I'm like, what is this one about? And yeah, it doesn't remind me of the plot or anything. No, which is kind of deceiving. Um, <laughs> Courtney, did you feel deceived? A little uh, bit. Yeah. Uh, on the Degrassipedia, it's uh, Rick's dad, like freeze frame of him going to punch Rick. Oh. So <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to uh, it now. Oh my god! It's yeah. All right then. Yeah. I mean, they have somebody, they have a great uh, fit for that, for the dad. Like, he scares the crap out of me. Oh, he's like a terrifying Lawrence Gowan look. He looks like Lawrence Gowan. And, and <laughs> I'm, just, I'm reading the Degrassi wiki page about Mr. Monroe. So, by the way, this episode is about Rick and, and his father who beats him up. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing, but here's what the Wikipedia page says about Mr. Monroe. Mr. Monroe is the father of Rick Monroe. It's unknown what he does, but it involves wearing a suit and little pay. 
And then physical appearance. He is middle-aged and Caucasian with blue eyes and dark brown hair styled in an unkempt mullet. He wears a colored shirt, a blue tie, a gray suit with matching pants and black dress shoes. And in terms of his personality, Mr. Monroe has a violent temper. Yes. Like right out of the gate. Like there's no, like, if, well, we'll get in, like, we'll just get into it right now. But <laughs> like literally the beginning of the episode is, you know, you, I mean, and this is the thing like with, uh, abuse and it's such a touchy subject and the way they deal with it and uh, to not overshare or anything but like it's pretty freaking accurate like you know it, there's a reason why Rick never smiles as, as Caitlin puts it like <laughs> it's uh, and why he's brooding and why everyone you know has rumors about him it's because he's dealing with this at home and as a as somebody like I never dealt with this myself, and so when I was younger, what struck me about this is like how easily and like thoughtless Rick's father is about like the situation, and and the just the like he gets set off in the first scene because Rick is reading a motorcycle magazine. Yeah, yeah where'd you get that from? Yeah, and it goes from you got that to you don't know how to deal with money to like, you're a little punk and he beats him up. And, and as a kid, I was like, what? Like he, he got mad fast, but, but in real life, that's the thing, right? He got mad fast. Like you don't know what it's going to be. There, there's a, there's a reason like, um, it could be, uh, you went, you grabbed the wrong, you know, brand of cereal. Like seriously, like the, the, these are things that happen. Uh, it, it there's never a, an excuse it's just they'll you know beat their kid there's other issues there i think so but yeah like to for an episode for if you take it and compare it to the first three episodes of the series and then this is how this <laughs> starts it's a shock it, yeah and it's like and this was in 87 yeah so like i don't think they're yeah. In the previous episode, we had kids being sold fake drugs and pretending they were high. And it was like high comedy with what is a serious topic. And then this episode, it's like we're not fucking around at all. Yeah. It's right to the, you know, right to the and right to the heart yeah. of the, the issue, no, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the credit, the very upbeat credits roll. And then you get Joey goofing around. Um, as Joey likes to do, and you know, falls face first into a pile of bikes. <laughs> Rick shows up, so Rick loves motorbikes, and then he's got his bike. And I was like, I don't know, maybe 1987, I don't know, but I was like, that bike sucks. Oh, with the yeah, that's a lowrider bike though. It's like he create. You could tell he built it, so he's proud of it. And he's got a little horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Joey goes face first with his dumb beret and uh, has, uh, yeah, the the beret. I bet it's the same beret that Arthur brought back from France. (laughs) (laughs) And and Joey is hurt. He cuts his head and, like, gets a shiner. And Mr. Radish is the first one on the scene, and he could not give a fuck. No. (laughs) He's like, go see the nurse and then the principal for your horseplay. Yeah, and then... (laughs) Joey kind of has like an excuse. Like I like the one he gives for uh, uh, Stephanie 
um, where it's like, oh, it's defending your honor or something like that. Because like, someone said that she was the second best president in Degrassi history. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched this episode like two hours ago, so it's fresh. Fresh in your mind, yeah. But I, I also like that, uh, um, Joe, this is one of the humanizing episodes for Joey. So, yeah. like, he's just kind of a little dick, the whole little jerk the whole time. And then this episode, it kind of humanizes him, finally. I, was, yeah, you I finally forgot see, about Totally. You see his compassionate side for the first time. It just sets up his character for the rest of the series, right? Because he kind of, like, switches back and forth between, like, you know, little dick Joey and then, you know, the more gentle, caring I, I think, yeah. like, he's a troublemaker, but he's not a bad guy. No, yeah, definitely exactly. not. Yeah. Um, that, he's not a bad guy until school's out. So, <laughs> oh yeah, then you're he's correct. The baddest. Yeah. Oh, then he's the a baddest. bad boy. He's a bad man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the only other kind of subplot of this episode is Caitlin. Like, is very fascinated with Rick, and why is he so brooding? I heard this rumor. I heard that rumor. And the whole goal of her is to get him to smile, and it's terrible well her and Susie, they're yeah. speculating about rick and they know he has bruises he's like oh he's got all those bruises probably because yeah. he beats people up <laughs> it's like yeah that's the opposite of how you get bruises like yeah there's there's a few things with these two characters and it's the first time we we hear from them in this episode but they're both pretty smart but as we see throughout this episode it just I, I just doesn't ring true to their characters and in this one again like i get they're in grade seven so they may not know any better yeah, but it's like he doesn't smile. He has a lot of bruises. He's this unhappy kid. He, he must beat people up. Like that's that's got to be the only explanation. Well, and it's also grade seven in the eighties, right? So we didn't have you know they didn't have all the you know if you go to even Degrassi, the new generation where they have access to internet and all that stuff, they're kind of become aware. It's like oh, you're showing signs of this or whatever. Whereas this, it's like, oh, he's tough. <laughs> 100%. And I can remember being that age, and, like, I I would have believed anything, I think. And, like, the more exciting, the better, because yeah, why not? So... I mean, I'll, I'll you know, looking back to my school, and again, I didn't know the full story of all, all the kids and, and what their problems were, but typically, the reaction towards the kid who was kind of, like, grumpy or awkward was that everyone was kind of shitty to them at school, too. Yeah, they're just like, oh, this this kid's a dick, and we don't care why. And there's always a backstory. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, so they're big, but so Susie and Caitlin's big idea is to try and make him smile. Sure. Which is, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I Uh, found that plot just odd. Kind of a weak subplot for this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I understand it because it's like the the main plot is so heavy that if you tried to put anything remotely funny with it, it would just maybe take away from it, is my guess. Yeah, they didn't want it to be like too light. They're like, here's yeah, exactly. this, there's the dad beating his kid up, and now here's Arthur and Yick uh, yeah. on the playground yeah, playing exactly. marbles. Like, no. And it does yeah. kind of tie in nicely at the end, so I... Sorry, I I don't mind it so much, but it is weak. (laughs) Uh, Also, we find out that it is photo day, or it's coming up anyway. And um, 
Joey's very excited because of the four J's. He's going to take a good picture. Do any of you know what the four J's are? Oh, God. Courtney, do you remember? I know. I oh. don't remember. I didn't watch. No, Joey Jeremiah's jean jacket. <laughs> oh. That's what he says. Yep. <laughs> um, so he, so Joey goes home and his mom's home and she's, she had cleaned the house and cleaned his room and also sewed his worn in jean jacket. She like, took, she took a patch. She she cut a hole out of the back of the jacket to patch something yeah. else up. Yeah, and Joey's distraught. I think he says it's a form of child abuse. Yep, he sure does. Which is super ironic um, <laughs> with what's going on. And uh, <laughs> uh, this is the fir- one of the first times, or you could do a drinking game with this, where you hear the broomhead. Because Joey says, I can't wear a new one. I'd look like a broomhead. Because his mom's like, well, you have your new jacket. Yeah, he doesn't want to wear the new jacket his parents bought for him because it's not worn in and not cool like his old one. So he's very upset. But also, like, I mean, Joey's not very smart. uh, So he's people smart. But he's, (laughs) that's what they tell him. But he's not, he doesn't think very hard here because i was like well that that patches out of the back of your jacket like you could still wear that for a school photo and no one would know yeah but it is what it is he had it it was specific you know also sorry no i'm that was Uh, (laughs) also we see uh joey's mom is not the same joey's mom that you'll see later on in the series, no. and this, I don't know, we'll have to see if there are future episodes, this may be the only appearance of Joey's dad. I'm pretty sure it is. Pretty sure. Yeah. So, um, but so he's got a, Joey's got a conundrum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Poor guy. That, what's he going to do? Luckily, next day at school, Rick overhears him. He's like, I have a, you know, and this is a genuine attempt uh, for Rick to maybe reach out to Joey and like, hey, I come over to my house. I have a jean jacket there, right? I, I actually kind of like that. Well, he wants to sell it to him, though. I know, but he's very friendly about it. He's friendly enough. At one point, though, Joey calls him buddy, and Rick makes a point of being like, we're not buddies. Yeah. But well. but you do have this Rick character. like He doesn't... Like I do, I'm I'm with you where I don't get the sense that he his ears perk up necessarily because it's an opportunity to make money. Like no. I, I think he's like, oh, you have a problem. I can help you with the with with that problem. I I do want to get paid for it, but I I don't feel like money is his sole motivation. No, no. And uh, so they go over to Rick's house, gets a jacket, loves it, and then Rick asks him if he wants a drink. And glass bottle cokes, <laughs> big fucking bottles. Yeah, I know those are hard to find. Um, and his dad comes in after a tough day at work. What he does, I don't know. Um, I would say maybe he's a telemarketer because uh, when I was fifteen, or yeah, when I was fifteen, going on sixteen, I worked as a telemarketer, and you had to dress up and like. Dress pants and a dress shirt or a tie. I ran call centers for 10 years and was uh, was in call centers for 19 in total. And when I first started, 
uh, you did have to dress up every day except for casual weekends, which did not make sense. No, it did. It, it uh, uh, yeah. It, 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 so maybe that's what he does. So uh, who knows? I don't know. There's maybe also he sells insurance or something. I get the like salesman creepy. Yeah, insurance maybe. man. Who would buy things from that guy? Yeah, yeah. Just like I just you know again. We don't see much of him, and the only things we do see are him getting mad at, at Rick and beating him up. So it's it's one glimpse. But, like, do you see that dude turning on the charm with somebody? No. Like, the Not brother moved out. The mom is gone. Like, this guy has driven away everybody in his life. Yeah. Is there... Are any good father figures in Degrassi? Like, positive ones? Oh, jeez. <laughs> like every dad is a dick yeah. <laughs> for all these kids. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ma- Michelle's yeah. dad is racist. Caitlin's dad <laughs> cheats. Um, Maybe uh, a snake's dad. I don't think a snake's dad's a good dude. You see him a little He's bit. Okay. And Wheels dad. Uh, well, Wheels. Wheels. <laughs> Wheels dad's a super good dude. There's a scene coming up in in a future episode where Wheels and his dad are walking along the beach talking about sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, not wheels. But uh, anyway, but if you're a good, if you're a good dad, spoiler alert: if you're a good dad in the Degrassi universe, you die, <laughs> or your kid dies. Um, Jesus. Um, Melanie also has a little. Oh, let's finish. But so, Rick's dad comes home, and he's pissed off, and he's like. What's a guy, you know, got to do to get a drink in this house? (laughs) Not even booze, a fucking Coke. Oh, God. And then uh, Rick's holding to the last two bottles for him and Joey. Yeah. And that sets his dad off. A little side story about drinks and Coke. Uh, (laughs) A friend of mine in, in, in junior high, we used to go to his house and he, you know, he's like, oh, you want a drink? And I was like, sure. And he's like, here's a Coke. You owe me 50 cents. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, his dad would make him pay 50 cents for each Coke that he drank. <laughs> it was so weird. Because it would, go back, it would go back into the fund to buy the Coke. <laughs> All right. It, it was so weird. He, was also, he also ended up being my baseball coach. So it's like, really did he bring off. snacks and make you pay for them at your games? No, but uh, oh, I, okay, I gotta tell this story because it's hilarious. So I played baseball from like grade eight to almost grade twelve. So like hardball, like you know, and we had a coach whose son was the back catcher, and he was—you could tell this coach smoked copious amounts of marijuana. And so, and there's so many stories. I'll tell you off air, but basically what happened was he came to uh, practice with a, because he had to go somewhere, and I'm doing quotations later, but he came with a wallet full of cash, like, (laughs) let's say almost $1,000 in cash, like just whatever. I'm not questioning what he was spending, but... Uh, and we had a guy on our team who was uh, who had a friend who was and quote from one of the coaches the wrong side of the tracks so you could kind of understand 
the type of coaches I was dealing with. And um, I guess the kid got pissed off that he said that, and the, <laughs> somehow the money went missing. <laughs> thing. I'm like, that's what you get for being a kind of... <laughs> It's so good, like being 13 and watching some kid. Like I didn't see him do it, but uh, steal a thousand dollars from a guy's wallet because, and he was such a prick. So it was like so awesome. <laughs> That's <laughs> you grew up in Winnipeg, right? Yeah, <laughs> like only in Winnipeg. Yeah, I'm not gonna say which team, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Rick's dad kind of reminded me of this guy in terms of, I'm not saying this guy beat my friend, that never happened but uh, just kind of a jerk and then he literally straight to Rick and Joey's kind of like, oh, I'll see you later you know, and then as he's closing the door, you see him hit Rick, or going to hit Rick, and just the sounds of Rick kind of screaming and stuff Yeah, like, dad does not give a fuck that Joey is there, he's like, I'm beating this kid up No so then, um, you know, we get, uh, and it's, I, I, I may be getting mixed up in the timeline, but do, do we get Caitlin and Susie trying to cheer Rick up after this? They make two attempts. The yes. first, the first one is before this, where they tell the horrible joke. Yeah. yeah. The chicken's day off or whatever. <laughs> and terrible joke. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like you've got. You don't have tons of writers, but like you, you write some pretty good scenes for what's what's kind of a low budget TV show, and then that's the yeah. best joke you can come up with. Yeah, and and clearly identify with um, students and what's going on in the schools, right? So you would kind of have the lingo down. And also, Caitlin and Susie think that this guy beats people up. How how is he laughing to that joke? Yeah. <laughs> Like you gotta have some fucking like dick. Su- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I was just gonna say you gotta have some dick humor in there. You think, like, for this guy to laugh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and like their second attempt is, I think, even weaker with those stupid animal nose, like the pig's noses they put on. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> I thought like the dude would be insulted. Like they're they go up to him with pig's noses on, and they're like, <laughs> and it's like, what? Are you calling him a pig? Like, what are you yeah. doing? I would have cried if somebody did that to me. <laughs> that was, but yeah. uh, we we see Rick in his bedroom, kind of like, I need to get out of this place. And his dad's like, sorry, you know, like just, uh, it's so heart- heartbreaking. It's a hard scene. That one's really tough to watch. And I mean, good, the, 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 the character who's playing Rick, um, you know, just it, it does a really good job here. Yeah. I'm trying to see if, if I can get his name. Craig, Craig Driscoll. Yeah, he yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, does a very, very good job of what what had to be like a tough, you know, like for a kid, the tough scene. Though he was on the kids of Degrassi Street, so he's got some experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then next, the next day, Joey kind of doesn't know what to do, so he goes to the office and he uh, asks the uh, oh, what's her name, Doris. The, Doris, Doris. Like, if my friend's getting, you know, if someone's getting beaten up at home, who would I talk to? And she looks at his black eye. Oh, not me. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to, right? So, (laughs) Joey gets home, and, oh, he's, so him and Rick are kind of like, Rick's like, I need my money, I need the five bucks. And then, oh, 
Joey's like, oh, we'll get it from my house sort of deal. And they go to his house and they walk by this motorcycle. And Rick's like, that's a pretty nice bike. Mm, Not as nice as Frank's, but it's it's pretty good. (laughs) Frank is Rick's brother who he's obsessed with. Yeah, Yeah. which they, they... And then they cut to, like, the social worker... And then I was like in the back of my mind because I forgot what Frank looks like. I'm like, what's Frank doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> we don't see Frank in, in this episode. I like no. a couple of things at school before they get back. Um, Joey, before he goes to the office, asks Tim. So they're doing photo day. Yeah. And Joey asks Tim, you know, what would you do if you knew who a kid who was getting beaten up? And Tim is like, who? And Joey is looking right at Rick getting his photo taken. Like... <laughs> Uh, Clearly, he's referring to Rick, and Tim initially is like, I don't, who could you be talking about? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then later on, he, he kind of gets wise to it and, and uh, tells Joey in class, oh, it's Rick, and Joey is talking to Tim about it, and Mr. Radich sends Joey to the principal's office, and that's where he has the conversation with Doris, who, good on Doris for trying to look out for the kids, but at the same time, like, Joey's like, you know, what would you do if a kid's getting beaten up? And she asks him if everything's all right. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he runs away. And she immediately goes to the Rolodex and calls, like, Child and Family yeah. Services. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a, that's a, like, you, you should probably go speak to the principal or to the guidance counselor first. Um, you know what? If that's not actually with CFS, you have to, if someone tells you, you have to call. Really? Yeah. Okay, then. Well, yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. So. Well, then uh, fucking I've good to... for Doris, then. Yeah. So, uh, I, but uh, it, it's interesting because Doris also knew that he, like the day previous, knew that he had, <laughs> although he, he lied to her, right? He said, oh, a couple guys jumped me or something, something to that degree. Yeah, Joey was lying to everybody until until the end about about how he got the injury. Yeah, so they they come into his house and there's a. The, I'm pretty sure he played bass in Platinum Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his hair is amazing. Yeah, you see the back of his head and his hair and his helmet, so you know that the bike's his. And it's social workers talking to Joey's parents, and Joey comes in and oh, can can I talk about the conversation before Joey comes in? For sure. <laughs> or Corny, do you remember this conversation? No, not not as well as you probably do. Okay, so I just have to scroll through it in my notes because this is amazing. Joey's parents are having tea and biscuits with <laughs> with who I call the new wave child and family services guy. <laughs> Joey's dad claims that they have four kids, uh, which Joey is never portrayed as having siblings, but ever no. <clears throat> Joey claims that they have four kids. They have never been accused of child abuse before, though at times he felt like it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, even if you're joking, that's not a thing you say to the child and family services guy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Um, and so Joey, like, tells him, you know, tells him what happened. He's like, I was goofing around. I crashed into a bunch of bikes. My parents yell at me sometimes, but they've never hit me. And they're like, who are you talking about? And then the social worker immediately knows it's about Rick. Like, he just looks at him. He just knows. Yeah. And then Rick, like, goes outside because Rick knows that Joey kind of spilled the beans. But 
So he wants to avoid the whole situation. But uh, I, bike I, breaks down again, and he just can't get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, just, it was this chain, and uh, <clears throat> I like and this. I, I like this scene because uh, so Rick's chain falls off the bike when they're on the way to Joey's, so he's got to fix it there, and then he's trying to run away at the end, and the chain is still broken, so he can't take off on his bike. And I, I like the idea that you've got this. You've got this child, right? This child who is scared and is trying to run, and he's trapped, and yeah. and this adult is then like genuinely trying to help him and the kid is still like like he's doesn't know what to do right i i, I thought this this was another scene that was like really really well done yeah i agree and then just kind of you know him trusting another adult right because he doesn't have any reason to well he's like are you do you get do you get a bonus for every kid you bag is what he tells him yeah <laughs> He does. It's like what a good line, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rick is you know Rick is a little a little streetwise. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I I like the social worker as a comment. He's like, "Oh, let me let me. I can help you with that. I may know a thing or two about bikes." Just. <laughs> I, I love how the social worker, like the one social worker in the city that happens to drive a motorcycle to his meetings with. Uh, <laughs> but the parents is the one so like it uh, immediately rick is kind of drawn to him like just yeah. just the luck of the situation yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> so then we're back at school the next day rick approaches joey's like where's my money blah 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 and then tells us that he's living with his brother frank now and tells joey that he can come over and hang out exactly and so that- that's why i that's why I think, like, when Rick, you know, yeah, he wanted to make money, but I think he was genuinely reaching out to Joey to hang out. What did you think yeah, of this definitely. scene? Did you did you did you get a little teary eyed, Courtney? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Susie and Caitlin are also standing there, and uh, Rick at the very end is like, "I'll see you later," and he takes Joey's beret off in jest and then throws it back at him and he's like buddy and he's got a smile and Caitlin and Susie are like look he's smiling yeah <laughs> and it and all comes it freezes, together yeah and it freezes on his smile which is nice yeah it's a happy yeah. ending uh, by the way before I forget a kid's help phone uh, for, all, for all you kids listening <laughs> to this episode 1-800-668-6868 um, and if you know a kid that's in need mm-hmm. Uh, let them know because uh, it's uh, obviously a service that's been around since the time we were kids. I remember not calling it, but we used to prank it, which is a horrible thing to do. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> wow. I know. So bad. It wasn't me, but. Oh, dear. Anyways, I'm so grateful that it's around, especially having kids now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really, really like this episode. It's uh, it, it hits home for me personally, and but. It's very, it's very accurate. That's all I'll say. They don't, they're, this is the first episode where they're like, we're not fucking around. And like, this isn't a very special episode of Degrassi or anything like that. Like, this is just what the show is going to be sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it, and that, just, yeah. Go on. Sorry. No, no. I was just, that's kind of what set, set it apart from all the other, you know, kids shows that back then is that you wouldn't see this anywhere else right those those scenes with rick getting abused like that's not that's not anywhere else on tv i don't think and that's really what kind of made dragassi stand out 
against anywhere else. When we were teasing this episode in, in our previous episode, we were we were speculating, is this the only Rick, Rick episode? There is another one. I think it's in this season where uh, Caitlin has a problem with a factory. Oh, okay. And, yes. uh, and Rick, Rick is with her for part of that. And so he will come up again. But you, as we were talking about in our last episode, Rick is around for this season. And I don't know if he's in the next one, but he, he disappears. He does. And it's kind of a shame. And and he disappears like when when Stephanie K eventually disappears, she's written out in the in a show, like there's a line or two about what she did, whereas with Rick, he's just gone. And I mean, yeah. you know, this is sad to say, but like given his life situation, like I, it doesn't uh, necessarily uh. surprise me that he just he just disappeared one day. Yeah. No, I That's I like this episode. It's good. Uh, so what do we got? Too. I think it was really well done. Yeah. So next uh, next week, or next I love the battle of the typical eighties <laughs> battle of the sexes. Um, every kind of, I would say, kind of sitcom, teen show, whatever, always had an episode where it was boys against girls. So sure. just to, to spoil uh, or to to. to, to let you all peek behind the curtain. We're right now, anyways. We're we're taping these two shows at a time, two episodes at a time. Uh, the next two episodes, one is this great race with uh, boys against girls uh, swimming meet, and Melanie. Um, it's a body image episode, right? Yeah. Yes. The episode that follows that episode six deals with rumors about Miss Avery being a lesbian, which again, like what? Like I, it's, it's a great episode, but I'm thinking about this from like when I was 11, like, I don't even know what I was watching. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but, but both of these episodes, uh, so we're going to be taping these, I don't know, in the next, like, let's say five to seven days or so. Um, if you want to talk about these and particularly if you're, if you're a female, um, we'd like to get more female perspective for, for some of these episodes. Uh, please hit us up on Twitter at Narbos podcast or, uh, email, uh, Narbos and broomheads at gmail.com. Or if you know any of the three of us, uh, personally, yeah. just hit one of us up and tell us that you're interested in chatting because, um, I'm more than willing to step aside for, for these two episodes and let, uh, get a better perspective on, on what's going on in these shows. Yeah, it's uh, these are these are heavy, and these are a lot of topics. I don't think it's you know one's fairly lighthearted, and then the other one's pretty serious. So you kind of get that Degrassi kind of dichotomy between you know, kind of out of you know one episode to be super serious, and then you have a lighthearted one. So you know, yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, these next two are great, both of them. Uh, and we'll be taping those. I don't know. We'll keep you posted on Twitter as to as to what our plans are. But yeah, definitely hit us up. We'd love to get some uh, some other voices on the show. Oh, I'm just looking forward, like just looking at episodes coming up. Oh, <laughs> well, best laid, <laughs> best laid plans comes after that, which is one oh. of my all time favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and uh, I it really it like wow, it really goes. <laughs> it's every one now. You start being like, holy shit, like that one. This is great. I can't wait. But, yeah. Um, all right. So I guess until next time, I'm, I'm on Twitter at slip with five eyes or slip. Uh, you can reach me at loose underscore ropes, underscore FM, loose ropes wrestling on Twitter. Courtney K 
1208. What is the 08? You told us 12 yeah. is for Alomar. What's the 08? I don't even know. All right, then. <laughs> I know, eh? It's I bet like, you it's a, I, it's I a drug know. reference. New Zealand zappers. <laughs> 08. <laughs> It's 1208 somewhere. <laughs> Classic drug reference. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank, thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you all in a week. Well, I just said I'd go and get my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Karen. I would never get girls out of my I would walk around and got makeup. Dark 